We're in the middle of a series on faith, faith, and faith, huh? And uh, if you need sermon notes, wave at me. <clears throat> Over here on the front, they're only $2.99 today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Glory be to God. So, <clears throat> just want to obey the Lord today. So, we have four points. And we're going to do a little different today. How many of you have ever prayed and received something from God? Wave at me. Come on. That, that. See, see, here's the thing. We can say we have faith, but what do you have faith for? What have you believed God for? And if you have prayed and asked God for something and got it, that ought to strengthen your faith. And you need to testify about it. Now, we'll talk a little bit about testimonies, but here's the thing. I want your faith to increase today, but... As you hear the word, faith increases like that, you can receive right then. So after every point, we're going to pray that you receive. Okay? We're going to expect. My goodness, if I go through McDonald's and get an egg biscuit and a sausage biscuit that I've done four times this week for my grandsons, I expect it to be right when I order. It's not always right because they're human, but we serve a mighty God who never fails. He won't. We sang it. He won't. He won't. So activate your faith. Faith is a rope. You ever seen somebody rope a calf? We roped a bull one time and regretted it. But faith, you take a hold of the promise of God. And people want to tear down faith message, but baloney on that. Let me tell you, it's real. And let me tell you, you cannot go, uh, you don't go outside. You can't believe God you to become a chicken. But every promise in his word is yes and amen. And there is a lot of promises that we're not walking in. And so I want to encourage you, if you need a job today, it's promised that God will take care of you. And you may not even have to change the job you're in. I took a job one time and they promised me, this was way back in the day, I don't say I'm old. Early 80s. And they promised me 10 bucks an hour. And when I got my first paycheck, it was minimum wage. I'm like, what? And I went to the guy who hired me. I said, dude, you promised me more than that. He goes, don't, look, don't quit. Don't quit. I promise you, I'll take care of you. I'm like, yeah, but between now and the time you take care of me, I've kind of I got two kids. But God took care of me. And you know, I'm like, most of us think, and that's why I want to change our thinking, we think that we're there to make money to supply for our family, but God sent me that job to get somebody saved. Amen. And God will send you to work at certain places, and you think you're there, oh, I'm going to make a good living, but you're to be the light and the salt, and you're supposed to shine for Jesus. You may be there to lay hands on people or whatever. So let's dig into this. Uh, whoo. I'm going to start with Romans 10, 9, and 10. This is how you got saved. If, if you're saved in here, you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart. This is exactly how you receive everything from God. Everything. And so that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved encompasses everything, mind, body, and spirit. He didn't just say, oh, I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. Uh, but uh, I got to drag through this life just so I can make it to heaven. Ah. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is here. 
He came to present the kingdom of heaven. He went about doing good in Acts 10, 38, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. And then he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. Look at verse 10 real quick. For with the heart, we got to believe in here. And if you don't believe in here, he's going to help you. Smile at somebody, he's going to help you. Now tell them he's going to help me. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Also want to remind you, Hebrews 13, 10. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then, he wants to do it today, and he wants to do it tomorrow, and he wants to do it forever. Okay, four or five of us got that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then, and we're going to talk about what he did then, he wants to do it today. And you might can pull two scriptures, and if you twist them up real right and need them, you can try to talk people out of that he doesn't want to do it today. There's a hundred healing scriptures in the Bible. Now, I'm, not, I'm specifically talking about everything, but we're going after healing today because if I said if there's something wrong with you, line up, everybody would line up, me included. Our bodies is walking in a curse of the earth. Our spirit man, born again spirit man is what's right with God. But as I said, our spirit should be king, our mind should be our servant, and our body should be our slave. Tell your body what to do. I was using post hole diggers. I'm digging. I'm doing God's work, doing post hole diggers, setting up a basketball goal for the youth to come, want to come to church. And there's not many rocks, but there are some rocks in Louisiana. And I hit that. I'm driving as hard as I can. And, man, I hit a rock, and it tore this tendon out here called tendon elbow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know, walk around, Father, in the name of Jesus, and the devil starts talking to you. Why? Well, you're, you're doing the work of God, and you got hurt. God let you get hurt. He's a liar. He tries to talk you out of what God wants to do for you. But I knew enough of the word that I started saying, all right, Arm, you ain't supposed to be hurt. You got hurt, but God's my healer. Jesus is my healer. And I declare healing in this arm in the name of Jesus. And I began to work that arm and work that arm and work that arm. And I began to exercise that arm and I began to declare the word of God like I'm putting salve on it. Jesus himself bore my sickness and infirmities. With his stripes, I am the healed. 1 Peter 2.24, with his stripes. Isaiah 53 declared what Jesus would do. So, real quick, if you want to write these down, I'm going to talk real fast because I'm in a hurry. But Matthew 4.24, Mark 8.16, Matthew 12.15, Mark 1.32, Mark 1.34, Luke 4.40, Luke 5.15, and Luke 6.17. Hey, it said that everybody came to Jesus, he healed them. All of those scriptures say that all that came to him, he healed everyone. But I have read where he didn't heal everyone. In his own hometown, he could do no mighty works. But we're going to look at four specific stories that God wants to reveal some things in these stories. He took time to write it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to look in Mark all the way through. But he, he told these stories about these people who got healed. And it's instructions for us to be healed. And how and why and what we need to do. Got quiet. You ready? You interested? Okay, okay. Number one. If you can do anything. Now, I've asked in this series, what can God do? And everybody goes, God can do anything. But what can you believe him to do? 
What will you allow him to do? <laughs> well, that's my bursitis, you know. It's not yours. Let it go. People want to own their stuff. I don't want to own sin. I don't want to own sickness. I don't want to own pain. So, if you can do anything, this is a story about a man who did not believe. This is the story about the man who brought his son to Jesus. Now, apparently he had heard that Jesus was doing some mighty wonderful things, and he brought his son to the disciples, and man, they couldn't cast the devil out of him because he had a demon spirit. And you don't think demons are real? Come go with me to the psych ward. Let's go to India. Let's go to Asia. They don't have psych wards in India, Asia, and, and third world countries. Uh, <laughs> and so the devil runs wild. And we medicate demons in America. I'm just saying. But there are demon spirits, and you can be oppressed of the devil, even Christians. Because he attacks your mind. So we're going to pick this up. And uh, no, no, let, me, let me just finish talking about this right quick. This boy fell to the ground, and because people want to say, because Jesus said, oh, you have little faith. You don't have the right to tell anybody, oh, you have little faith, unless you can fix it, because you're condemning people. Jesus said, oh, you have little faith, and then he fixed it. So, matter of fact, we have been teaching, go back and listen, you have faith. When, are you, when did you last use it? When did you release it? Because people say, oh, I know Aunt Susie had faith, but she died anyway. When did she release her faith? When did she get discouraged and give up? You can get discouraged and quit. Go to heaven, but you give up. So look at what. So, so this kid's foaming and wallowing around on, on the ground. And so if somebody did that right up here, you know what you do? You'd be making a new door. Because we walk by sight and not by faith. And so I'm going to pick up this story. And now this boy's foaming around on the ground. And Jesus, is, you know, he doesn't say, I'm going to do something real quick. So let's read it in Mark 9, 21. This kid's foaming around on the ground. And Jesus says, well, okay. How long has this been going on? <laughs> what has that got to do with anything? But Jesus, you know, and I haven't quite figured out what that got to do with anything, but I'm just telling you, Jesus ain't worried about it. And he's not worried about your problem because it's not too big either. The disciples are like, ooh. But Jesus said, how long has this been going on? How long has this been happening? And the man said from childhood. Often he stoned him in the, uh, uh, both in the fire and the water trying to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us. This man didn't know if Jesus could do anything. Everybody in here is in agreement that God can do anything. We'll get there in a minute. This man did not know, but he came to Jesus. I would say unsaved people, if they come to Jesus and they say, I need mercy, God will prove himself so they can get saved. I've seen God heal unsaved people. It's a dinner bell. It's a salvation. Which is the greatest, greatest, greatest uh, miracle? Verse 23. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Say, I believe. I believe. Now everything's possible to you. But do you really believe? I'm going to break through that barrier. We're going to believe. And immediately the father of the child cried out with tears, said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. 
And there's nothing wrong with having unbelief. But recognize it. Don't just go around, well, I got faith, I got faith, I got faith. No, recognize where you're weak and then let's, build, let's go after it. Let's go after it. Man, if there was a den of skunks in your backyard, wouldn't you get somebody to go after it? Well, how about in your body you got a den of skunks? Let's go after it. Let's go after it with our faith. Let's go after the things of God. And, and, and you know, this child had an oppressive spirit. Maybe you got one today. It's time to tell it to go. Time to quit playing with it. Maybe there's someone in your family. Man, I've had to go after it. And people in my family, and I'm like in my 20s, and I'm like, send somebody else. A spirit of murder is on somebody, and I got to go after it. Well, why me, God? Because you're the only one that'll believe me. And I have a family of Christians. But they don't recognize it's a demon. They don't recognize that it's a spirit. Recognize sometimes there's a spirit affecting you. If somebody prays for you and you got a pain and that pain moves, that's a spirit. And nothing, no condemnation, you got a spirit. Recognize what it is. There was a guy, we used to go to jail, minister. This guy, there was, they called me. On a Wednesday, we weren't allowed to go up there and preach, but on Sundays from 1 to 3. And they called me on a Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't remember. I just got off of work, and my phone rings. And I answer the phone, and this is back, you know, when you got on the wall, and, and I'm answering, and the guy said, this is so-and-so at the jail. I need you and your buddy to come up here. We got a problem. And he hung up, and I'm like, what? And here comes my buddy driving up the driveway. You don't think God sets up things? I said, dude, I just got a phone call. We're supposed to go to the jail. He goes, go to the jail? We can't go to the jail. He said, they call me. We get on the elevator. We're going to the top floor. As we get on the elevator, you hear boom, boom, boom. As we go up, it gets louder. Boom, boom, boom. This is 5 o'clock. This has been going on since 10 a.m. This guy is banging his head against the steel door. The judge called up there and said, I don't know what kind of construction work y'all doing. Y'all need to quit it. The dude behind the desk calls us to come pray for him. I look down that hallway and that door is coming away from the wall like that. Blood on the glass. He had a spirit. Ain't no way he could have done that without a spirit. And so we began to pray. Call his name out. Get his attention. And when we said in the name of Jesus, he backed up. He quit. It's the first time he quit banging his head since 10 a.m. Not that we were all that and a bag of chips. We just loved Jesus and we wanted to see the man help. And we used the name of Jesus. So he squatted down in the corner. I can look in the room. He's on the end. My buddy goes around and lays his hands on that metal wall in that solitary confinement room. And when he put his hands on that wall, that dude jumped. He didn't know that he was praying for him behind that wall. But that spirit did. My point is, is nothing. You got to recognize what is going on. And that sometimes it can be a spirit attacking you. Nobody likes me. Nobody loves me. That's a spirit. So let's, let's just recognize some things. So here, here, real quick. Pray this with me or say this with me. Pray and then say it's the same thing. 
Y'all ready? Say this with me. Say, Jesus, if you can do anything, have pity on me and heal me today. So today I receive healing. All right. Say this. I cancel the assignment of Satan on my life. In the name of Jesus. Now stop. Stop just a minute. Stop just a minute. Close your eyes. If you have something in your body happening, I want you to lay hands on it right quick. I want you to pray for your body. And if you sense a change, you sense a change, it's all right if you don't. Then it's, and I'm going to give you scripture to go ahead that you can sense some things, okay? Because you know what? We've been taught that we live by faith whether we feel it or not, and that is true. But you know what? We want to sense some things. We want to know some things, okay? All right, number two. If you are willing. Now, this guy believed that Jesus could do it, and this is where a lot of people in the Christian world today, especially in America, they believe God can do anything, but is it his will? Is it the will of God? And I guess sometimes they get that, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But we're supposed to be praying the will of God from heaven to the earth. Jesus came to reveal the kingdom of God. He said, this is what heaven's like. Be healed. This is what heaven like. Throw cast your nets over here in the water. Let's catch a multitude. So what's heaven like? This is how you receive anything from God. And so we're going to look at this story. And if you can do anything, and he believed God could do anything, but was it God's will? So in Mark 1:40, and it says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, if it's your will, you can make me clean. Apparently, he had heard that Jesus was making people well, but would, did Jesus want to do it for me? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. If he did it for somebody in the Old Testament and it was a blessing, he wants to do it for you. If he did it in the New Testament and it's a blessing, he wants to do it to you. He wants to do it for you. Matter of fact, in Acts 10, 34, it says, God doesn't play favorites. If you believe him, you can get it. God doesn't play favorites. Verse 41, then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing, be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left from him and he was cleansed. My goodness, his fingers healed, his hands healed, his sores healed. Immediately. <clears throat> We're going to go after skin, rashes, allergies out there. But let me tell you a quick story. We were having church one night. Golly, it's probably been 25 years ago. And uh, this uh, African-American man in our church, and hadn't seen him in a while, but he, he actually was a member of another church, but he visited ours pretty regular. And he comes walking in. Pastor, pastor, let me interrupt the service. I need healing. Right now, I've been in the hospital, and he's, I got diabetes. They said I got gangrene in my toes, and they was going to cut my foot off. And I said, you're not cutting my foot off. I'm going to church. They're going to pray for me. 
and him and the doctors are arguing. And the doctor said, I, I need to cut that foot off or you'll die. He goes, no, you ain't cutting my foot off. And he come into the church limping. Pastor, I need you to pray for me. They want to cut my foot off. I said, no, I'm going to go to my church to pray for me. They said, I'd die if I, don't, if I don't get it. I want to go lock the door. I want to lock the door. He's not leaving. We're not leaving until he gets it. We laid hands on him and prayed for him. You know, he didn't take his shoes off and said, look at my foot. It's well. He went home. He walked out limping. But his foot healed up. He kept his foot. He, he used his faith to receive. I'm going to get people to pray for me. I'm going to get church to pray for me. Huh? Well, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. I am not ashamed to ask people to pray for me. I've had other ministers look at me like, you asking me to pray for you? Yeah. So, so here's the whole thing is that we've got to set our hearts to receive. Man, that man was precious. Oh, I don't want to lock the door because I loved him. He was precious to me. And he's probably been on, going on to be with Jesus, but this was 25 years ago. And he come limping in and he received his healing. It may not be instant today, but today's the start of it. Today's the beginning, and you're going to get better in the name of Jesus. He went home and got better, and he came in. I'm healed. I'm healed. So as we look at this, you know, whatever it is that's bothering you, God is, doesn't play favorites for him. He's wanting to see your faith in action. So, so we're going after skin disorders. This man knows Jesus can do it, but will he do it for him? He wants to do it. I'm going to answer. Will Jesus heal you? He wants to. Yes is the answer. Get it in your head. Yes, he wants me well. Come on. Do you think God likes car wrecks? He hates them because it hurts his people. So does sin. That's why he hates sin. He doesn't hate people. He hates sin because it hurts people. And sickness and disease, Jesus came to redeem us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13. Sickness is a curse. Yeah, there's people teach that. Well, the Lord put me through this to teach me something. How about reading your Bible and let him teach you something? Amen. You don't have to put you some, through something to teach you something. Read your Bible and he'll say, ooh, look what I see. See this? Let it become alive in you. Let it become an urgency to you. Oh, look what God wants to do for me. I'm going to take that. I'm going to start walking in it. I'm going to act like it's mine. So, close your eyes. Picture Jesus in front of you. Because he's here. The Holy Spirit's here. And say, Jesus, if you're willing, come on, say it. To heal me, heal me. I'm going to go ahead and answer for Jesus. He said, I will. So, Father, right now, Jesus, right now, reveal that you're touching them by the Holy Spirit. We know that you're willing. And I speak change in bodies right now, change in minds, change in mindsets. But, Father, joints and ligaments and, uh, Lord God, skin disease. Father, well, nobody has leprosy, but, Father, there's allergic reactions going on in our children and bodies. And we declare healing. In the name of Jesus, 
I'm going to go ahead and speak to sinuses, colds in the name of Jesus, allergies of all kinds that affect your skin, but also your, your, your allergies, your, your uh, respiratory. I speak to respiratory. Come on. Come on. I ask God to do something for you. Come on. Sense his presence right now in the name of Jesus. God wants to heal you. So expect. Take a breath. Come on, look at that rash. Is that rash gone yet? Expect it to. Now look at me. If you sense anything, wave at me. Anybody sense anything? I got one, I got two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and come on, nine. Come on, expect. Well, okay, well, I, I didn't get it. But you know, you don't have to feel anything. Just know God is going to change you. But you know what's good? To have a little testimony of what God is doing. That's why I'm telling you these stories. And here's why. Number three, if I can touch him. How about if I can touch him? How about if I can get his attention? This is the woman with the issue of blood. Love this story. Why do I love it? Not because she was sick, but because she got healed. And listen to what it says. Now a certain woman, a certain woman, this is a true story. A certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. That's too long, isn't it? And had suffered many things from physicians. We get scared. We're going to have to get a shot. Oh, my goodness, what they did to this woman. They bleed you. They cut you. They put leeches on you. They make you eat mercury because it has healing power. It's poison. And so what, she had suffered many things and it rather grew worse in verse 27. And when she heard about Jesus, that's why you got to tell everybody about Jesus, that he's your savior, that he's your healer, that he's your life, because it stirs up. I mean, we want people to know what God is doing in our midst. I mean, unsaved people in, in Whitfield ought to be talking about what's happening in Legacy Church. And anybody unsaved, saved, said, well, you know what? Uh, I've got this. I've been battling this sickness. And, and that unsaved person at the register goes, well, you know what? I heard Lexi, people getting healed. You need to go down there. That's what, what someone's told to her. She heard of Jesus. She heard about him. And she came behind him in the crowd. And touched his garment. And we can go into legality. She's not supposed to be in the crowd. She's got a, a disease. She's unclean. We'll skip all that today. She, by faith, heard of Jesus, went into it and touched Jesus. Oh, I want to touch Jesus. Verse 28. For she said with her heart and believed in her heart and said with her mouth. This is what we're talking about in Romans 10, 9 and 10. For she said, if I may touch his clothes, I will be made well. Apparently she heard that if you touch the hem of his garment or touch his clothes, virtue would go out, healing would go out, glory would go out, the presence of God would go out and heal her. So she said within herself, in her heart, I believe I can receive if I ask. And that's a scripture. And then she acted on it. I believe in my heart if I touch his clothes, I will be made whole. You've got to change your mindset that Jesus is in the room. Every time we gather, his presence should be manifest in a greater measure. I've got the presence of God on me, but you've got the presence of God on you. And when we come together, his presence is magnified. 
So, she touched his garment, she said in verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. She felt in her body. That's why I keep asking, do you feel anything? Let's see if we feel anything. Don't get discouraged if you don't feel anything. But one more ask, do you feel anything? It's cool to ask, do you feel anything? Because she felt it. Sometimes it's good to feel something. And Jesus in verse 30. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, what? Are you kidding me? Look at all these people around you. Everybody's bumping into you. They're bumping into us. They're touching you. And he goes, no, somebody touched me. And he turned around and looked at the woman. In the next verse. I, I, you know, that's what the disciples were griping. I, y'all don't think the disciples gripe? Come on, y'all gripe. Y'all just like y'all disciples. And verse 33, and the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had done in her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Isn't that awesome? And so here's the awesome verse, verse 34. And Jesus said, daughter, Peter's faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Is that what it said? Did y'all read it? Read it with me. And he said, daughter, my faith has made you well. No. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Because Jesus probably knew it was going to happen, but he's acting like he didn't. To teach us. That when we move out in faith, faith sees, faith hears, faith moves, faith. And I'm talking about your faith. You have to see, you have to hear, you have to believe. And he goes, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She was moved. So, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. So let's talk about blood disorders. Let's go after them. You got high blood pressure? You got AIDS, hepatitis, I don't care. High cholesterol, diabetes. Blood sugar's high, liver, heart, organs. Matthew Brady's dad, I've been going visiting to him. Uh, he's in a rehab, uh, retirement home. Back in the night as a kid, it was old folks' home. But. And when I went to see him two months ago, he was taking dialysis four times a week. I don't know too many people come back from four times a week, but they're taking him off dialysis. Come on. I went last month and prayed with him and encouraged him and talked about healing and talked about healing and talked about healing. And we're going to talk about healing till he gets healed. And we need to talk about healing in here. We need to expect miracles till we have them. Miss Jeannie back there in 2019, COVID hit. You can't go to the doctor. You can't do this. It's all crazy. And she texted during the middle of the week and said, Pastor, the doctor said, I'm losing my eyesight. And I prayed about it, and I said, you know what? Come to church Sunday, we're going to pray for you. I don't know if you remember that, but she couldn't go back to the doctor, but I'm, well, I'm my story. So I asked Patrick and Miss Shirley, and, and that they, they flow in healing. There's some people flow with healing. Some people can take a dollar and make a thousand out of it in a week. I know people like that. They have a gift. And there's some people flow, but the Bible says believers lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You see, I prayed for, for Mr. Brady, but it's not because I'm a pastor. I got some kind of special power. I'm just a believer. 
And you're a believer. And I have to receive just like you. And so in the middle of the service, I, I just, I don't even remember what we was preaching about. I said, we're going to stop. I read the scripture, some scripture, and it just went off in me. Now's the time to pray for her. And I had them pray for her, and I just walked around and told everybody, come on, get in agreement. If it was you, can you get in faith, believe that she received? She couldn't read the screen. That's pretty doggone big letters. We prayed for her. She could read the screen before she left the church. Come on. Expectation. So we're going after these things. Let's go after these disorders, the blood disorder, hepatitis, cholesterol, diabetes, liver. Your liver are okay? Your heart okay? Organs? How about your mind? Let's close your eyes. Jesus is in front of you. With believing and expectancy, with your eyes closed, just reach out like you're going to touch the hem of his garment. Come on, reach out. Ooh. Father, we receive healing today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray healing over the people. Let your glory run through everyone's body like a chemo treatment. Why I say that, I'll explain in a minute. Your purifying power, God, let it run through our bodies. Do you sense a change in your body? Come on, is there something else you need to receive? Hmm? Why not go after it? The reason I said next Sunday, my wife's aunt and her husband, her uncle will be here in service. I cannot remember how long it's been. Oh, 11 years. He had a regular checkup at work and he had blood cancer. And they'd send him to MD Anderson, and he's got 12, 14 chemo. He would, they would put that IV in him. They would put chemo in him, and his whole body would shake. So we went down on New Year's and prayed for him. And he also went and had Dodie Osteen pray for him. You don't know who that is. She's got healed stage 4 cancer as well. And we prayed for him, and he went to get his chemo treatment that next week. And the doctor said, we just tested your blood, and you are healed. Yes. You don't need another drop of chemo. And he's been healed every checkup every year. They text and call us, glory to God. And he was a Baptist boy, probably like number one on the thing. Didn't know in neutral, but God. God has grace and mercy. And But you know what? We had faith, and Dodie, I know, has faith. And we released our faith and prayed for him and cured his blood ailment. Okay? Come on, get your expectancy up. We got one more, and it's not too late. Number four is if I call out to him. Now, if Jesus is in the room, it's time to start calling out, huh? Do you expect to have your prayers answered when you pray? We need to. Come on, God wants you well and live a long life so you can have a testimony and tell everybody you know what God has done for you. You know what a testimony is really about? You tell it so God can do it again. Because everybody gets fired up. Ooh, glory to God. At a testimony. Don't ever get tired of sharing your testimony. And don't tie somebody up for three days or don't do it at work where you're supposed to be working. But God will give you an opportunity. You can share, you know what? Jesus is Lord. <laughs> if I call out Mark 10, 46. Now they came to Jericho and he went out of Jericho with his disciples 
and a great multitude, you know, with a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard, everybody say he heard, that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Already said, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is here. Two or three are gathered in his name. Jesus is here. Testimonies change lives. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. What do people say? What? Next verse. Shut up. Then many warned him, be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. And he commanded him to be called. Or who would he command? Let me put my ears back on. Who would he call? Who would he tell? His disciple. His disciple. Good answer. His disciples. Guess what? You're a disciple. Are you going to go tell somebody Jesus is calling you? God sent me to one of my youth. He went off in the military, served with pride, and come back, and, and God put him on my heart and, and said, go tell him I've called him. Go tell him to come and go to come sit under you and let train him. And I went and took him to lunch, and I said, God's called you, and you're running. He goes, I know it. And he came, sat under me, and he's in ministry today. Not in my church I was, but God, he married a woman, and he went, and he's still in ministry, serving God in any capacity that he can. He, he makes teeth for a living. You know, Paul made prayer cloths. Come on, our tents. Well, come on, we're disciples. When God puts somebody on your heart, you're going to go to them? Well, who am I to go to them? I've seen uh, God use people backslidden. It was a guy trying to make a decision whether he needed to do next. And this guy come up to him shaking he worked with. And he hadn't been in church since he was a kid. He said, God told me to tell you. It's time for you to make that move. He didn't know what he was talking about, but the guy did. Come on. And so, so, and he called in verse 49, I believe is where we're at. Jesus stood still. They called the blind man. And saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he comes for you. And when he rise, look at the next verse. Throwing aside his garment. This garment was given to him by the Sanhedrin that he's a professional beggar. He's blind. This is his recognition. I'm blind. You know, back in the day, painters used to wear white. Oh, he's a painter. Uh, you, you know, electricians had different kind of clothes. Carpenters had the overalls and stripes or whatever. And they had carpenters. This man was a professional beggar. And it was his right to beg. But what did he do? I'm getting rid of my begging clothes. Jesus is calling me. I'm getting rid of my begging clothes. And he rose and he came to Jesus. Next verse. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Duh. No, no, no. No, duh. You need to find out where people are at. Because I prayed for people in wheelchairs, didn't want to get out. They had a cold. So you got to get in agreement. And Jesus is like, what do you want? And the blind man said, teacher, that I may receive my sight. 
Let's look at the next verse. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus said, go your way. And he said, my faith has made you whole. Go your way. Peter's faith has made you whole. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Come on. Our faith has something to do with it. I know God can do anything, but what can we believe him to do? Do you know how hard this was for me to preach? I've been attacked all week. Ain't nobody. People going to get offended. People going to be mad at you. This is Bible. And I'm expecting miracles. If you don't get it today, this is the beginning of it. I expect miracles every Sunday. So here's back up just for a second. The disciples went to get him and say, the master calls you. You know what? That's like a word of knowledge today. Me going after that young man. Here's a word of knowledge right here. I don't know who it is, but a right hip. Maybe your hip joints need healing. I, I, when I sat down after worship, my right hip began to heal. I got aches and pains, people. I'm like anybody else, but that was not mine. That was from the anointing of God. God comes on me sometimes. God will come on you to learn to recognize. Why am I hurting there? It's not for you. It's for you to pray for somebody. Come on. This is our time, church, to do what God's called us to do. Remember, it's Pentecost Sunday, Acts 1-8. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Have you ever seen anybody get excited and just jump up and down because the Spirit of God was on them? Ever seen somebody run? I know some of you haven't. Some of you have. Do you know that God's imparting and anointing them to do something, but they're so excited about sensing God that they don't act on what God wants them to do? It's time to mature up. It's time to move. Nothing wrong with running, but there's a time to stop. And wait a minute. What is this power for? What is this power for? Is it to preach the gospel? Is it for you to pray for somebody? So, I want to remind you, testimonies change lives. It changed every person in, this, in, these, in these scriptures, in these stories. And God don't want to tolerate sickness. It's time to go after it. I don't care what it is. A cough. It's time to go after it. <laughs> so everybody say this. Close your eyes and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And you know he has. Now stop. He went to the cross for you to show you mercy. His healing power was released at Calvary. It was released in his life. The miracles could not be written. So I'm gonna, first, I'm going to pray for eyes. Let's close your eyes. If you have stigmatism, blindness, whatever else you might need, I'm going to pray healing over your eyes in the name of Jesus. If you believe in God, if you ever even thought about it, I don't want to wear glasses no more. Come on, go for it. I need, I need to be, I, I'm getting what they call the age eyes where I got to hold it way out. So, Father, I'll pray for my eyes as well. So we're going to pray for bodies and joints and healing in the name of Jesus. I got in my notes here. I'll break depression off of you in the name of Jesus. Confusion of the enemy. You're going to get your right mind today. Your mindset will change. 
in the name of Jesus. So with your eyes closed, receive. Receive. Now look at me. Did you get it? You sense anything? I want you to do something different. I want you to stand to your feet. If that's you with the hip, let's work that hip. If that's you with the shoulder, let's work that shoulder. If you, if you, take a deep breath. Come on, there's some things you may not know until you go to the doctor again. And I'm not saying you better go to the doctor because we want it documented that you got healed. Well, I really don't believe you got healed. It was just a, uh, come on, doubter. Uh, it, it, you, you probably weren't sick to begin with. And you say, no, I had this, and now I'm free. Yeah, right. I, shut up. I had it. Now I'm free. Come on. Why, what's wrong with having some proof that God is God and Jesus is Lord? So come on, work something, do something. But, you know, if you say, well, I hadn't felt anything, but today is the day that it begins for me. Today is the day it begins for me. Strength in my body, health in my mind, peace in my heart, in the name of Jesus. So I'm expecting testimonies. You better write it down. You better text me. I almost brought Gary Slimp in here. We're out of time. Gary Slimp can tell you story after story after story, just like some others can, about what God has done healing blinded eyes that people can see. Amen? Amen. Now, have a seat. Real quick, this is in our closing announcement, but on the wall over here, every Sunday, we have people, people that, ladies and men that will pray for you for healing. Every Sunday. We expect God to answer those prayers and God to touch people. And many people have been healed and touched right over there against the wall. Okay? So, I'm expecting glory to God. I'm well. I'm better. I'm whole. This stuff wasn't preached when I was a kid where I went to church. And then where they believed for it, they said, well, sometimes God does and sometimes he doesn't. No, he wants to do it all the time. We have to change our mindset that God wants me well, that God's for me, that God loves me. No parent in here wants their children sick. There's something wrong with you if you do. And God's our father and he's a good father. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.